Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today. A Remnant is a peace that remains. This is a podcast for the Remnant rising in this hour. The Remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is. In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. going on welcome <laughs> i feel like it's been forever since yeah we've been on here it has it has been um what was it after well we didn't have anything last week so it does kind of feel like it's it's been it's a weird. minute it's Sorry. been a minute so if you if you haven't noticed the the place that we're recording in today is a little bit different, a little different. it's still it's still in our house but we're just in a different location but it, it's for a reason all right and most of the time we record in the office and we have the cool backdrop in the background but this time we chose a different room for a very specific purpose so right now we are sitting at a table Um, it's it's in our dining room now but this table has been in my family for what I say Um, so my grandparents bought this table and they had it for many years and then my they gave it to my parents and this table was in my house whenever I was a little kid, and, and I could I could remember it um, like crazy. And so like now, my sister had it for a while, and now we have it. And so it, it just kind of brought us to this new revelation to where we're doing this new series called At the Table, and it was all inspired by this table that we're sitting at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like... When did we, we picked this table up maybe two weeks ago? Yeah. Something like that. I had to go mm-hmm. pick it up. Um, yeah, whenever we put this table here in our dining room, it was like something shifted. Like I just, I just felt it. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it, there was something really significant about it. And so I think, I don't know, we were just talking maybe the next day and I was kind of telling you maybe how I felt and I didn't really have much words. I was just like, I just felt it. Maybe there was a shift in like the season we're in or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, obviously it's just not like, the magic table but maybe the lord like used this visual as something like hey this is to come or you know something like that and so ari's like yeah i kind of feel something with it too and then um when was it probably a few days ago we were uh just having our quiet time you know and i was actually sitting at this table and i just heard the lord say at the table and i was like wow Okay, let's look into that. So we've been looking yeah. into it, and it's been it's been really amazing. Yeah, well, and, and it all kind of sprung out of this mindset that I, I was sitting at this table, and you know, Jordan and I work from home, and so mm-hmm. the first day that we had this table up in here in the dining room, instead of working from the office or you know the couch where, wherever I normally work from, anywhere my laptop is, I'm, I'm working. I started sitting at the table in mm-hmm. here, and just the the Lord began to remind me of, of different things, different events, things that happened in the in the room where this table sat. And I began to think about it for the podcast and I I sit there and I thought, you know, what what a legacy 
that, that this, this table kind of brought into our home because I can remember as a kid, many people in the church would come to our house for dinner or you know to come and hang out. And I can remember for hours, my parents would sit with other couples at this table and try to help them through marriage counseling, try to help them, you know, uh, reconcile their marriage and, and just, you know, we all have things going on in our lives. But I can remember being a little kid and looking into our dining room as a kid and, and seeing this table and, and seeing ministry happen here. And I know that there's more than that um, that probably happened, but I could remember seeing that as I sat here and was working on my laptop. And I also remember this was the table that I used to hide under. Yes, please tell them that story. Yeah. So I, we had in our, in our other house, before my dad passed away, we had um, the living room and then the dining room was like adjacent to that, connected. And then you'd, so you'd go from the living room through the dining room into the kitchen up and like that. And so what I would do is after my parents would tell me to go to bed, I would sneak back around through the kitchen into the dining room and I could hide under this very table to watch TV as my dad would watch movies or my parents would watch movies together and I could literally hide under this TV. He showed me yeah. how he did it. And it yeah. was obviously not as graceful as probably as a child because you right. were a grown, I'm a little bit bigger now than, than when that happened. Yeah, but I immediately <laughs> thought funny. about that. And how many times I got spanked because I was supposed to be in bed and I was hiding under this dining room table because I just had to watch TV, whatever whatever my parents were watching. But all these all these things, these memories begin to flood into my mind. And, and I thought about the ministry. I thought about the many times that we had dinner at this table. Um, and, and many of you guys probably know my story of, of the things that we walked through. But when I lost my dad at 12 years old, we never ate at this table again. Oh, wow. And like, so as I was sitting here with my laptop, just working at the table, I, I began to be flooded with these, with these memories and, and the legacy that this table holds. And yeah, it's got a lot more scars. It's, it's scuffed up. It's beat up a lot more than it used to be, but that, that there's, there's a legacy here. Mm-hmm. And I, and I begin to think about this table and, and say, man, the, the spiritual legacy that this table holds, and it began to make me think of, even in a bigger picture of, of the people, uh, of you, all the people that are listening to this right now, and how each one of your families mm-hmm. have a legacy. And, and here was the thing that, that the Lord was showing me through this is like, you know, maybe you don't have a table, you know. Um, when you're given a family heirloom, you know, and, and you, you find these old fashioned antique type things like that, people are like, oh my gosh, that's such a blessing that, that you have that. That's so special that you have that. Well, you know, a lot of people only connect that to material things, you know, th- things like that you can sit at, like a table. But what about the spiritual legacy that your family holds? And, and maybe, and the other thought that hit me was kind of like, well, maybe you don't have that in your family, but you can start that. You know, maybe, maybe uh, that stuff starts with you. Not everybody has that legacy, but, you know, I believe that when the Bible says that, that a good man leaves an inheritance for his family, 
You know, I don't think that that's just talking about money. It's not talking about wealth. It's not talking. About, it's it's talking about building a legacy of mm-hmm. prayer and spirituality, so that when you raise your kids, right? The Bible says that when you when they get older, they will not depart from it. A good man leaves that inheritance. A good man leaves that spiritual legacy, and that's what I think about whenever I see this table. And and that's something we we looked at this. At the table, at all these different ways, like yeah. um, biblical symbolism of it, um, actual stories in the Bible about you know people sitting at the table, what happened, um, the significance of a table, yeah, legacy, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, and and just just what it what it could mean, right? And maybe what we could we could learn, literally just about a table, like aspects of it. And so um, I got this book a while back. Um, at the, I think it was Mardell, the Christian bookstore. And it's called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. And it's pretty amazing because it's actually a, like a dictionary of things. And, and it's all biblical, mm-hmm. right? So it's all these things that are listed. And so the other day I was talking to my friend and I was telling her about that shift that I felt whenever the table got here. And she's like, have you ever looked up what a table means? Like spiritually, symbolically, you know, like in the word of God? And I was like, no, but I know a book that could tell me. So, yeah, what was it? Like a couple days ago, mm-hmm. I, I read it, yeah. I, and, and I was like, Aubrey, this is really good. You gotta, you gotta read what what this means because there's a lot of different elements, right? Because, I mean, the Bible could give you so many different like avenues and ways to look at things, right? But it can all go towards like point towards one thing, right? And so, some of the things that a table could mean, and um, I want you to also like this isn't just like Aubrey and my journey. Like we always connect. Like when the Lord calls us to like do a series or a podcast on something, it's because He wants um, you to be a part of this and you mm. to grow through it. Because we all grow together, right? Yeah. It's not just Aubrey and I talking about our life. Hey, we got a table, so let's talk about a table. It, it's so much more <laughs> than that, right? And so this is what a table um, symbolizes. Well, yeah, because we already had a table. It was prior, just so tiny. Yeah, no, prior to this one. So, like, we've had a table. I don't want anybody sitting there thinking, like, oh, you guys have went this whole time without a table. No, we had plenty. We didn't plenty. Really sit at that one table. Yeah, we, we yes, have, like, three tables now. But <laughs> but we're, we're talking about this table just brought in a different significance. It got us thinking, you know, because this table can seat a bunch of people around it. Yes. And so it's really cool. Um, and so what a table could mean is communion or fellowship. And that's really a shift that we felt because yeah. actually the same day, well, not the same day, it was the day after, but the day we brought this table, we had friends that moved here. And I mean, we've eaten at this table several times since then. It's mm-hmm. only been like two weeks. It's amazing. Um, alignment with someone um, in relationship, communion with God. Yeah. Um, I love this one, the king or father's provision, right? Because yeah. we always hear, you set a table for me in the presence of my enemies, right? Yeah. Um, you prepare that feast for me, right? He sets it on the table. You sit, you know, you sit at the mm. table. Mm. Um, it could just mean so many things. A writing place, the heart, union with Christ, the planning place. I love that. Even negotiation, leading to agreement, treaty, or contract signing. There's just so many significant. Yeah. I have like chill bumps. There's so many significant things about a table. And honestly, I just kind of want to ask you, what what could what could this mean in in your life? Yeah. What could this, whenever we talk about at the table, what could the symbolism, what could the Lord be showing you? Because you're listening to this podcast for a reason, not because, hey, I just randomly want to listen to this podcast or 
Um, it's just Monday, so I listen to this podcast. There's a specific reason why the Lord brought you to this podcast. And so it's not because technically the words that Aubrey and I say, just let the Lord do a work in your heart while we go through this, because this first episode is kind of like an overview of a few things that we're going to go more in depth in for the next two episodes after this one. But um, yeah, so we just kind of wanted to give you little bits and pieces and kind of just let the Lord yeah. mold your heart and just you know show yeah. you some things that you might learn. Yeah, and, and I think that I think that it's cool to, to see all the different things that the table can represent. You know, we, we talked about that. Like you can break bread at a table, you can eat in fellowship, and, and also just the way that the table makes you look at the Lord, like the Lord prepares the table. But also the one thing that really struck me was was the um, the contracts, like signing contracts and mm-hmm. making deals at the table. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if any of you that are watching this podcast or, or listening to this podcast have ever said, well, you know, let's let's table that discussion. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like let's table that for yeah. later. Uh, if you're on a board or something like that, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, let's not deal with this now. Let's table that for later. Or uh, I remember when we were signing the anytime you sign the contracts or whatever to for a house for a real estate agreement or anything like that you're you're at a table you're you're signing that and uh, I think that it's crazy that that it ties in the symbolism for that table from that book was was you know talking about the contracts and and signing making deals but also it's talking about communing with the Lord and so the Lord is trying to bring us to the table I, I don't think that it was a mistake that Jesus. Um, did the Last Supper at the table mm-hmm. with the disciples instead of doing it at a random campground that maybe that they were staying at, yeah. you know, at, at any given time, you know, probably camped out outside of any type of city or whatever. He, he brought them all to the table because he wanted them to be at the table with him. And yeah. I also think that it's crazy because when you when you talk about the table and, and you talk about um, like shady deals or or anything that's not like done appropriately it's like well we kind of did that under the table mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so then it's like well you know the the lord wants us kind of up here up at the table and you know and sometimes when we make those things that you know make those deals that are not quite right or whatever it's like yeah like made that deal under the table or your mom told you to eat your green beans and you fed the dog under the table yeah did that. yeah right <laughs> Yeah, if you had a dog that ate your veggies, they that's were incredible. They at your lips. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, though, I'm pretty sure every dog that I've ever had just kind yeah, of sniffed them. Yeah, they only want and, yeah, yeah, left them yeah. there. But, but, I mean, I think that the, the table, um, I, I think it's awesome when, when families get together and, and everybody's well, able to eat at the table and together. And too, Aubrey, because... Um, we started watching a few episodes of Life Swap. I mean, this show is pretty old, but we were like, hey, this is super interesting because yeah. something that we noticed every single, um, almost every single episode is that one of the things a family could fix is why don't you just sit at the table and have dinner together? How yeah. important that is, right? Because everyone will go their own separate way or they'll sit in front of the TV. Um, I'll eat dinner now, but then I got to go do this thing. And so you can have dinner later, you know, where you're not sitting together. But they always talked about how important that was to to build those relationships, yeah. to know what's going on in each other's lives for accountability, you know, things like that. Because what's open and on the table, it it's exposed, right? So there's accountability there too, as long as uh, well as fellowship, mm-hmm. and, you know, all those things. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. too. I was just thinking about that. 
But. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that it's important for everyone to also understand, right? Like what we were talking about even right before we started um, recording this is the, the very first church met at the table. You know, it, yes. it was the, the, the first church in, in Acts was was in homes, like at the table, breaking bread together and fellowshipping together, worshiping together, doing doing all the things that we are still supposed to be doing today but it was all at a table they didn't have buildings to go to they didn't they didn't have um you know a church building to where they could go and listen to a pastor tell them everything that they need to know they were literally dedicated to the teachings of the apostles in homes around tables just like this the underground church in china and other places like that are meeting in homes in different places like that and just and kind of me there, there's there's an important symbol of the table and i think as christianity has kind of progressed it went from everybody being at the table with one another meeting and i think that there's something more intimate also about inviting someone into your home yeah, it's and horrible. having them at your table yeah. right versus just being like okay well we'll see you next sunday at church or whatever and i mean i don't know if you guys are the this way but if you have somebody come into your house and your house is a mess and you haven't had time to clean it up you constantly feel the need to apologize for oh i'm so sorry for my house. you're you're basically exposing you can't you can't put on a show in the home you know what i'm saying like like you can't you can't um be fake and just be like oh yeah god is good all the time all the time god is good you know and then just kind of like we do at church it's like oh i'm blessed and highly favored dude so you bring somebody into your home you can't just be talking it you got to be walking it because people are going to see and and i'm not saying this like because we we think that we're at a place where we're perfect at all like no, people will come we all here have those closets yeah. and those bedrooms yeah. that are way more cluttered right than yeah <laughs> and and we also you know you have somebody in your home and you get a little bit stressed because you're trying to feed people that are there. You're trying to, you know, make sure everybody, you're trying to host everybody and you and your spouse can get snippy with one another. You know what I mean? That and, never happens with us, but it has happened yeah, with other people. Not, not us, but people um, we know. <laughs> yeah, never has happened. For sure. It's crazy. But it, it, it shows that stint of, listen, I care about you enough to meet at the table with you, right? And just... Yeah, and, and what is it doing life together? Like, yeah. that's something, like, that's so significant to this, too. Whenever, what, what do you do in life? You eat three times a day. You, you know, yeah. you do all these things. Like, how often do we sit and break bread with people um, that we do life with? So do we do truly do life with them? I'm not saying you have to invite somebody over every night, but I'm just saying how important that is. And yeah. The significance of that too. Yeah, and, and it's just like saying, and you know, there's there's times where people are like, oh well, if I had if I had a nicer house or if I had nicer things, then I would invite people over to do this and that. But I think that um, it, the the powerful element of it is it's not about where you're at. It's just about being together and bringing people together at the table. Uh, I love um, the story in in Luke where Jesus calls Levi. Right, and he says, "Hey, come and follow me." And then he takes it a step further, and he's like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, tonight we're gonna have dinner at your house." Oh yeah, Matthew and, slash Levi. Yeah, yeah, and so, <laughs> so we're we, yeah, we're literally sitting here, and we're seeing this unfold. That not only did Jesus say, "Hey, come follow me and be my disciple," but I'm gonna eat food at your table tonight, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about Could it. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine somebody just walking up to you and being like, "Hey, man." Uh, 
can I tell you about Jesus? Oh, I'm going to come to your house tonight for dinner. And like, I know that there's a lot of inviting people out there. You know what I mean? Like there's just like, Hey, come to my house or whatever. But imagine you not being invited. Like you don't want to invite anybody to your house and they're just going, Jordan, I'm going to come to your house tonight and well, eat dinner. Yeah, at your I house. heard like Jesus. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're sitting here going, this is Jesus. Okay. Um, Matthew is literally tossed in the mix of this thing going, okay, well, do I leave my occupation as a tax collector and go and follow this dude who I just met? Oh, and I'm going to have him come into my house and he's bringing other guests with him. Mm-hmm. And there's other tax collectors there because the, the Bible tells us that, right, the leading Pharisees walk by and they're like, why, why does this man eat with yeah, such... they were so appalled. Yeah, eat with such people. And I, I believe it's because Jesus understood the significance of the table. Yeah. And when I was talking about that a second ago and said, well, the first church was was all gathered around tables and, and doing everything like that, um, Vodi uh, Bauckham, did a message that I watched the other day where he talked about that. And he said, the first church, their symbol was the table because they broke bread with one another. They met in homes. They did all this stuff. And then the the, the church switched to a pulpit, right? Where then it became big buildings, a big giant pulpit to where everybody became spectators. And you come and you sit and you listen to the, to the preacher. And, and that's how you get your word. That's how you get the Bible. And then he said, now... Christianity is transformed again. He said, what is the most noticeable thing when you walk into a church? Like it, it went from table to pulpit. And now the biggest, most glamorous thing in a church is a stage. It's a platform. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and he, and he actually made the joke. He said, the first church was at the table and he goes, now in most churches, you can't even find a table, <laughs> you know? But I think that it's important that we understand the significance of the table because just like what Jesus did with Matthew there, he also took the disciples to the table mm-hmm. during the Last Supper. Yeah, and another another really amazing um, symbolism for a table is, I, I think I said the scripture before, but you set a table for me in yeah. the presence of my enemies, right? So Lord sets a table, he sets a feast for us. And um, so let me read this because I looked up the meaning of a table on BibleStudyTools.com and it said to eat at a king's tables naturally to enjoy a position of great honor and the privilege is made by Christ. Mm. And so um, there's another um, really interesting story that you read in Paul's letter in Galatians, um, which we'll go more in depth probably in one of the next two episodes, but pretty much there was still this mindset of you have to be this good to truly sit at the table. Mm. Um, even for the feast that we were talking about, like breaking of bread back then with the first century Christians where they would sit at a table, they would have communion and, you know, have all this time. But it was going through a time where, you know, the Jews thought, oh, you have to abide by the law. You still have to be worthy enough to sit at this table. And Gentiles, if you don't live like Jews do under the law, then you're not worthy to sit at this table. Mm. And I think so many times that we, we get lied to, maybe by people, but maybe just by the enemy, maybe even our own flesh trying to be perfect, that yeah. we can't be good enough to sit at the table that the Lord has prepared for us. But guess what? All that David said in Psalms was, you have prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Did he say, I have been good enough to where you finally set a table for me in the presence of my enemies? You know, I think that's interesting, which of course we're called to live a righteous and holy life, right? Yeah. So we're not supposed to be heathens, like eating all the food the Lord has, you know what I mean? Not like that. But I'm just saying so many times, I think we just stand and we don't have the um, 
the faith to believe that Christ truly died for us so that we can sit at the table and have this position of honor, right? Mm. So we sit off to the side. Because earlier I was asking Aubrey, because you know back then, like Jesus, Jesus's time, they reclined at the table. So these tables were really low, but they would recline and lean to the left. Um, it was a left, right? I don't I remember. Left, I just read it, but I think it's yeah. a left. And um, I was like, why do they do that? So I looked it up really quick. And yeah, it's why didn't so they have chairs? Amazing, because what it means is whenever you're reclining at a table, it means you're a free person. The slaves and the servants stand in the back. Hmm. So it's like, are you living like a free person? See, there's so many different aspects to the table that it's just so rich. And it's so like, I'm so excited to go through some of this stuff yeah. because there's even like stuff. Oh man, there's just really cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's this. a lot of good stuff. And well, so I think a long time ago on the podcast, we talked about how um, every time Jesus began to teach, uh, the Bible tells us that he sat down. Like he sat down and taught them, oh, yeah, saying, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, the, when he taught the the Beatitudes and, and he taught, you know, the, the Sermon on the Mount and, and all these, um, it, the Bible says specifically that he sat down and began to teach them. And so when, when you're talking about that, it just reminded me sitting down is a position of freedom. It's, yeah. it's a free man. It's basically saying that by doing this, I understand that I am free. Uh, I'm not... I'm not standing in the back waiting for crumbs. Like I'm not, you know, a, a slave or a mm -hmm. servant that that is just waiting for that that opportunity, just watching what's happening at the table. The Bible says that God prepared the table for us in the presence of our enemies. So He's saying, "Come, sit down, <clears throat> lean back, you know, and show your freedom." Mm. Well. And, yeah. That's good stuff. I'm well, so and it, excited. Yeah, and it's crazy. And, and we can't, we, we're going to dive in a little bit on this, like talking about like the love feast and, and different things like that yeah. um, of being at the table and, and different and meals. And what it could look like in your life. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, and then here's the other thing before we're going to, we're going to bring this to a close um, for this, for this podcast. But one of the things that, that the Lord was really showing me is I have a tendency to to stress out about, you know, like financial things and like different things like that. Like just little things can just set me off to where, you know, it's like doom and gloom to where, and especially in the area of finances and like what the future looks like, because walking in the unknown is not really something that I'm super comfortable with right now, <laughs> but that's exactly what God's doing with us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to have to get, you know, glad in the same pants I get mad in, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. But I was literally sitting in our kitchen and, um, the, the, the Lord just at, at a different table and, uh, the, the Lord began to ask me a question and, and it was just kind of like, you know, I felt it uh, you know, on my heart. It's like, if, if Jesus personally walked into the room, like, like Christ made flesh, walked into the room, like walked in from my living room into the kitchen and sat down at the table with me. Aubrey, what would you have to complain about then? Mm -hmm. And and I remember being wrecked by that because then I'd be sitting there going, and I was picturing it. I was picturing Christ walking in through the door and just walking toward me at the table. And literally, I couldn't think of anything to complain about in that moment, to, to be fearful of in that moment because I'm, I'm with the king, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with Christ. I'm seated with, with Christ. He's coming to sit at the table with me. I don't care about how much money I'm making. I don't care about what the future looks like for, for my family, right? Because the king's in the room. Mm -hmm. 
And then that kind of spun into being at the table with the king. It's just understanding like why, you know, the Bible says that he doesn't, he, he's with us mm-hmm. at all times. He's always, he's in us. He, he's making a home, right, in, in our hearts. And so it's like, well, yeah, but if he came in person, it'd be a whole lot more powerful. But is it though? It's supposed to be just as powerful whether you can see him or not. That like that's the faith part of it. That's like Christ is in me. You know, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. And and so then the Lord was kind of like the Holy Spirit was really calling me to the table on this remark, and He was just saying, "So if if Christ is with you, what do you have to complain about? Mm-hmm. What do you have to be fearful about?" That's what I feel like I want to ask the question after that is. What needs to be put out on the table yeah. in our lives? You know, so we can get rid of that, lay that there on the altar slash table, and yeah. then be able to take in what the Lord has for us. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's powerful that, you know, when you think about a prepared table, right? You know, he prepares a table. Back in, back in the day, they had a huge spread on the table there was meats berries you know veggies probably everything mm-hmm. that you could think of desserts like on this table and so it's like the lord has prepared that for us and yeah so when you, when you think about bringing that to the table but then you mm-hmm. also think back to the contract side of it maybe there's some things that you need to put out on the table and you need to talk with the lord about and make an agreement that's like I, i'm i'm letting go of all of this, you can have it and sign in your sign in your name to it, and being like, I'm I'm not gonna pick that stuff up anymore. Making that contract, it's it's like when you know a teenager, like we we you know we made a contact like a contract of hey you know you got to get uh, you got to get your life back on track, right? That there's these certain things that you're not gonna do during the day, and like we typed it out right and and just shared it, and it's sometimes you have to make an agreement. So you'll stick with it and just be like, I'm putting this on the table and I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what, um, maybe that you're, you're on two sides of this thing. And, and maybe you are sitting here going, man, I just want to sit at a prepared table and, and feast, you know, with the Lord. And that's great. Or it's like, maybe you're on the other side of it where you, you feel like you're a servant or a slave mm-hmm. standing in the back, watching not the table, worthy. not worthy. Anything bring that stuff to the table come come with boldness like the bible says approach the throne of grace with boldness you know what's cool about i can go ahead and tell you you're not worthy because none of us are yeah yeah (laughs) that's the coolest part yeah (laughs) you know because jesus is worthy he's worthy of it all so it's like and to think that you're not worthy and that you should be standing in the back but yet christ is saying hey come on you know come sit at the table with me honestly i know this sounds harsh but i have to tell myself this Whenever I think I have to do these certain things to be approved by God or be yeah. accepted by God, it's pretty much telling Jesus that his sacrifice wasn't enough. Yeah. And that's like not okay. Yeah. It's not accurate and it's horrible, you know. Yeah. Ever say that. So it's crazy. So here we are at the table and we, we can't wait to really dive into this in the, in the upcoming weeks. Like, it's going to be awesome. But we, we just thank you guys for joining us again. Thank mm-hmm. you for, for rocking with us. Thank you for growing with us. And, and we just pray that over the next couple of weeks that what we share here, what the Lord is bringing us through, can become revelation and life-changing to you. 
because it, it, it's not enough to just go and get revelation for yourself. I believe that God brings us through everything that we walk through so that we can help somebody else walk through it on the other side. And that's what gives the power to the testimony. And so at the table for the next couple of weeks, but that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. We put week. it all out on the table. Yeah, it's all Love out there. Or it will be. It will be toward the end. It'll all be out here this for everybody to see. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. We can't wait. Uh, please give us feedback, whatever. Anytime yeah. along the journey that the Lord gives you anything, revelation or whatever, share it with us through social media, Facebook, Instagram whatever on on the youtube channel it doesn't matter but we love you guys and we're thankful that that you're joining us and we'll see you next time see ya